0: It's time for episode number five with online health and fitness influencer Diana Hickox. Hey, mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation. Co founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being Mother Hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. that. Like, I grew up in Ridgefield. And so people- Welcome back. Kareen Mills here, Mother Hustler Podcast. I have my very special guest, Diona Hickox. Did I say that right? Diona. Diona. Thanks. I knew <laughs> I butchered it. <laughs> so Diona mm-hmm. Hickox is an online health and fitness influencer who, since 2014 has helped hundreds of women reach their health and fitness goals with workout and eating plans that cater to the busy mom. Diona started her journey unhappy, unhealthy, and unfulfilled. She wanted something different and knew it had to start with her. She started working on her own health and fitness goals, began sharing it authentically (laughs) <laughs> My third world tongue doesn't allow me to say it right. I love it. Authentic. Authentically. 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 Thank you, love. <laughs> online and invited other women to join her through online accountability group. By the way, you can do a podcast even though you have bad English.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: That's when her passion for supporting other women grew. Her goal is to help women find their confidence and um, by helping them learn to give themselves grace. She now mentors and supports other women who want to start and grow their successful part-time online coaching business with a failing beautifully forward philosophy that makes me smile. Diona also works full-time in corporate America and is a mom of two busy teenagers. She loves to dance. Should we have her dance? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> travel and surround herself with inspiring and uplifting women she can learn and grow from welcome diona thank you so much for having me uh i saw your vacation
2: back from yes right it was, it was amazing it
0: was you yes. look awesome
2: thank you and that's thank your you business so
0: you are your business right yes that's awesome well we want to share your journey to to the people of the world, to the moms that are watching and and watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast. So, how did you get here? Who's Diona? What can you share to our audience and our listeners? Wow. Just tell your journey.
2: I mean, just <laughs> take it over. Well. Um- I'm 42 years old, like you said, a mother of two amazing teenagers. I actually have, my daughter is graduating next month, which, oh, my heart, I tell you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I am an only child, um, was raised by a single mother, and um, really had no direction in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I thought that you just kind of grew, you know, Woke up each day to work a nine to five job, to go to bed, to get up and do the same thing for, you know, 60 years. Um, About four years ago, almost four years ago, um, my husband and I decided to do this at home workout, right? And he was a gym rat through and through. Whereas me, I was just like not about working out or eating healthy um, or anything like that. But Um, We decided to do this workout at home, mostly he was thinking it was going to nudge me in the right direction into health and fitness because he was thinking, you know, when we retire and we get older, I want us to be active adults, you know, older adults. And the path that I was heading down wasn't really going to be that. I was still smoking, I was drinking too much, um, and so he was doing this to support me. he actually found by doing these at-home workouts and supporting me that he actually got really fantastic results from it. And based upon that, he was just sharing um, these programs with people, and naturally, and somebody approached him one day and was like, "Why don't you why don't you coach and kind of run online accountability groups utilizing these these programs that you have?" And um, he, you know, kind of. Him and hot a little bit and then one day he came home and he's like hey honey I think I think I want to do this online coaching thing and I'm like good for you babe you go <laughs> and he's like and you're gonna do it with me and oh. I was like no not about that no wow because um, I was still you know I committed to the workouts with him I was eating okay I was still smoking and I was still drinking um but like the good wife I decided to okay I'm going to support you honey I'm going to support you And uh, we decided to run our first online accountability group that we run through Facebook. And all I did was just kind of put it out there in Facebook land and said, hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to do it with me? Because I was truly at the beginning of my journey. I didn't have, you know, this amazing transformation that people think that you need to have to be um, a coach. Had a few girls commit to joining me. And together we went on this journey. And something changed in me it was i had accountability for the first time because i wasn't i didn't have the confidence to know that i was worth it but i'm a people pleaser by nature and so these ladies were worth it and it wasn't just about me anymore i had to show up for them you know if i was asking them to eat healthy if i was asking them to commit to working out um i had to do it you know and i had to lead from the front lines and so from that i got amazing accountability and that's actually where my passion for helping people began because again I'm a people pleaser and I love to help people but I didn't really think that that was my um my gift if you will like people always say oh I'm an artist or I have everybody has these gifts and I was like I, what's my gift and then I realized it was in front of me the whole time my gift is to help and to serve and and it's just grown amazing from that.
0: Wow so when I was reading your And I reviewed all of your social media and I stalk you on social media, even (laughs) though I already stalked you. (laughs) Um, But I did not know that when you started your journey, you were unhappy, unhealthy, and unfulfilled. So I think a lot of moms out there are seeing a lot of moms like you and me that are just going for it. And we look like we're not afraid. We look like we don't fear anything because we're so great at it. But I think people forget we started somewhere.
2: Absolutely.
0: And for a lot of moms that think because they have seen us, maybe a transformation of over four years, Mm -hmm. because I've been with my company for four years as well, surprisingly enough. And the transformation, like I always, you know, I heard Sandra Yancey with eWomen Network when I went to their summit say that my husband has slept with 20 versions of me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right? Because we evolve and we grow and we become better people. Um, what can you advise to moms out there that are in that crossroad in their life, that they're scared to do it? They look at, you know, people that inspire them, like you and me that are doing it, but they say and compare themselves to us and say, I can't do what she does, but they forget. We had to start somewhere. When I'm reading your bio that says I started my journey unhappy, unhealthy and unfulfilled. That's actually where we all
2: start. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you look at somebody that's been doing something for a while, you forget that we all had a chapter one. And so if, you know, A mom's going to compare their chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10. It can seem daunting. And I love to share, like, people are like, wow, you do, you know, social media, you do video, you seem so natural. From day one of coaching, we decided to do video because my husband loves the camera, me not so much, (laughs) but we committed to it. And it scared me. Like when I first started, I had butterflies in my stomach and I had to actually write everything out, put it next to... Um, the the video recorder and read it verbatim, and and it wasn't that I wanted to talk on you know on video or you know do podcasts because it scares me. But you do it anyway, and by doing what you're scared of, it slowly starts taking that fear away. And not only does it start giving stop giving fear that power, it also starts slowly growing your own confidence. And you're like, wow, because I think so often. The biggest thing about fear is that we can build it up so big in our head and then we do it and we're like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay, if that wasn't that bad, what else can I do that might not be that bad? And by pushing yourself a little bit, you get to experience these amazing opportunities and realize your true potential. Mm -hmm.
0: It actually starts going this way. So this is your fear and this is your, you can call it self-esteem, confidence, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then when you do it and take a step, that little step that you took shaves off your fear. And then it just, yeah. it, it transfers to your confidence and then shaves it off again. And every step of the way, you start reversing the process. Absolutely. And it's, it's, that's exactly what the transformation is. It transforms, your fear transforms into more confidence mm-hmm. and it builds your courage, Absolutely. right? But I think that when you take a step, you also learn how to, it's very empowering to tell um, your fear to to set to sit the f down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sit the f down. I know you're there. Right. But I'm bigger than you. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So that's awesome. And when you said you're scared of the camera, um, your husband loves the camera, <laughs> but this is not about Justin. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Sorry. And when you said when you started and, and just supported your husband, you literally just said on Facebook, Hey, I'm doing this program. Does anybody want to join me? Like yeah. that simple.
2: Yeah.
0: And imagine we're so fearless of doing that, such a simple thing that's mm-hmm. now propagated your business into something so much bigger than you thought.
2: Exactly. It would have been. I never thought it would grow to what it is now. And it's just been amazing. You know, the, the relationships I've built being able to meet people like yourself and, and really surrounding yourself with, with just amazing inspiring people has been probably the greatest blessing I think of, of everything that coaching has offered.
0: Yeah. And by the way, when she say meet people like yourself, this is our first time meeting face to face in person, but you know, social media really, I think that it's such a great opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise connect because Yona and I wouldn't have connected yeah. unless it was because of Facebook. I don't know what connected us, but somehow, someone, some way yeah. we got connected and, um, cause we're, we don't run in the same circle. Right. 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 So anybody out there can start a business mm-hmm. with social media. And again, we weren't always good on social media.
2: No, I think we're ever-evolving, right? just like social media is ever-evolving and always changing, we have to kind of evolve and be okay with, like I always say, failing beautifully forward, because failing isn't a bad thing, and I think people need to associate failure and failing with it being positive, because you can't grow if you're not failing, if you're not learning. Um, What was it? Just in uh, Brian's office, I saw... um, you don't, something about you don't have to be an expert because, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of the um but amateurs built an arc and professionals built the Titanic. And I love that because it's like, you you don't have to wait until everything's perfect. You just, you just act, you just take action and you're like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I love failing forward. It's, you know, you're like, I'm going to try this. Mm, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Okay, well, that kind of worked. Okay, well, let's try this. And it's, it's really empowering when you use it as a tool for learning and not a tool for if you're a good person or not. And I think that so many people don't even ever take action because they're afraid of failing, which at the end of the day, you already have guaranteed failure by not even beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, failure for a lot of people is so negative Mm -hmm. because it's what society do to you when you fail in the expectation of society which is starting to, a lot of us are no longer putting up with it. Mm-hmm. We don't care what society thinks. Right. We're doing it.
2: And that's so freeing. It's
0: you empowering. What
2: makes you. Yeah, what makes you happy. It's it's just amazing. And with social media too, I know social media can get a bad rap, but I think like I have um, a fellow coach friend that she's like, social media, like my social media page is my house. And I get to invite people into my house. And if people act inappropriate in my house, they're not allowed in my house anymore. And so some people think that social media can be negative, but I see it as a positive. I've met amazing people. I only see positivity on my page because it's my house. And I surround myself with people that I want to have at my house, you know. And so I think that social media, yeah, anything that you want to do, any business that you want to create, anything that you're passionate about, social media has the tools and the avenue to, to allow you to fulfill your passion, which I think yeah. is amazing
0: it's awesome what can you talk about um education because i run into some women and i have a college degree which is so useless by the way <laughs> it's a bachelor of science and accounting and i hate accounting
2: <laughs> so i don't like
0: numbers <laughs> i like numbers but accounting like yeah pencil pushing but now you're typing in the new digital age but what can you tell about uh, or talk about education? Because there's a new stigma about education in terms of it's a waste of time. When you're 18, you don't even know what you're going to do in life. I mean, as you already, you and I know, we didn't really know, you know, hindsight's 2020. We didn't really know what we were doing right and in, in going into college what exactly but you have to pick yeah right yeah and you also mentioned on your story or on your post earlier that I've interviewed PhDs and all these other women which are so humble like humblest women that I've met that's now you know they go into PhD but they are they're entrepreneurs yeah You know, so I'm not saying it's useless, but I'm just saying, like, does anybody that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur that are, again, in that crossroad, because I hear sometimes moms say, I need to go back to school because they don't value themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. it goes back to self-valuation. Right. So what can you you talk about that or tell us about your opinion? It's just an opinion. There's no right or wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess my opinion on education is, it's, it is hard because, you know, I do have two teenagers and, you know, high school is trying to prep them and prime them to figure out what they want to do when they graduate. And I can remember when I graduated, I had no idea, you know, I in my 20s, in my 30s, I had no idea. It wasn't until, you know, 38 years old that, oh, hey, let's do something online in health and fitness that I never would have expected myself to be in because I spent most of my life not being an athlete, not being healthy. So I think that if if you have a passion and it requires a degree, like my son thinks that he wants to be um, an athletic trainer. Okay, well, he needs a degree for that, right? But to always push, I think, somebody into going to school when they, they don't really have any idea, um, I think that the best teaching tool is life you know um, the experiences that that you get to feel and impact um versus taking a test something that you have to you have to remember for a short, short time just to take a test to get a degree that you may or may not use like you said um, i don't have um, a college degree i took a quarter in clark um at clark college and you know um, i'm an administrative assistant during the day um I don't, I don't need a college degree for what I'm doing. And especially online health and fitness coaching, I don't need a degree because again, it's all, you know, it's all me. I'm, I'm my brand, I'm my business Mm -hmm. and everything that I'm learning, I'm learning kind of on the fly, which is kind of scary and exciting all at the same time because life gives you the best lessons, I think.
0: Yeah. They said education doesn't have to come from school. Absolutely. It comes a lot of the learnings and the knowledge that I have comes outside of school or came from outside of school. And unfortunately, when I came to America, had a lot of, you know, life happened to me because I it was a shock. I didn't know the systems in America. Um, and when you don't know about the systems, it can really cripple you and hold you back. So you sound very educated to me, right? Because Education doesn't come from a college degree. It doesn't come from a paper. Mm-hmm. They call it a receipt mm-hmm. <laughs> of I your like tuition. That. It's the receipt of a four-year degree. It's a diploma. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think your business? Because I wrote something about your son not wanting to be a trainer, a mm-hmm. fitness trainer, uh, an athletic trainer, athletic trainer. Yes. Um. How do you think what yours and your husband, what you and your husband are doing is impacting your children?
2: You know, like I'm going to be, I'll be brutally honest. Um, I think in one respect, so my kids were, and I can't do the math because I'm not good at it. So I'm not, <laughs> I don't have an accounting degree. Um, so four years ago, my kids are now 15, and almost 18. So that was wow. uh, 14 and I don't know, 10 um anyways, it was before before then they ate how I ate. And I ate like I was raised. So there was a lot of package food and because my mom did the best she could, but she she worked full time. I was a latchkey kid. I came home, I made myself, you know, hamburger helper and Salisbury steak and you know all these these really quick fixes because, you know, that's it was cheap and easy, right? Um and so having kids, that's that was my knowledge base. Mm. So that's what I did. We had lots of hamburger helper and, and top ramen because top ramen is delicious and amazing. <laughs> you know. Love it. <laughs> but I, you know, but I didn't have those tools and it wasn't until we finally made the decision to, you know, make a healthy change that my kids were wrangled in to my lifestyle because I'm not going to I started realizing the value and the importance of of teaching them these healthy tools.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and so you know together we learned how to eat it wasn't always pretty you know <laughs> we both would say oh mm. this doesn't what is this and so we learned together um my son's always been an athlete and you know so he kind of thrives on that and is really good and but on the flip side I'll be honest um and my daughter is totally supportive and does some of the workouts with me and will meal prep with me and things like that but I think sometimes coming from a female perspective mm-hmm. it can actually be hard. Um, the other day I was I was talking to my daughter and and she she said something that kind of like kind of prompted me to like question what she had said um, and she said well I'm just not you know an athlete like you'd like me to be or I'm not I'm not like you and it kind of it like kind of like I teared up I'm like what do you mean and she's like well I I'm not like you want me to be and I'm like wow you know so I think sometimes in the health and fit being healthy and fit and trying to instill that in my kids can actually not, not do the opposite but you know maybe she has that stigma oh I have to be like you or I have to be this way and I you know was very quick to reassure like no like I just want you to be healthy. That doesn't look a certain way. That doesn't mean you have to be an athlete or workout all the time. My goal is that I want you to be healthy and happy. And I really find that health and fitness is just, we think about the exterior and the outside, but that inward health, that mental health, that emotional health is, I think, even more important. And that's what I'll tell people in our accountability groups. I'm like, working out is great. Eating healthy is phenomenal. But if I can have you do only one thing, I want you to work on that mental health first. Because if you get that, if you can wrap your mind around that, everything else is gonna fall into place. Just yeah. like we were talking about with personal involved. Yes,
0: absolutely. The mindset is so super important because it's a programming. You know, we have um, our entire uh, brain is a supercomputer.
3: Mm-hmm. And if
0: you can program it a certain way, like you said, you actually make decisions or better decisions and worse decisions too, because it can go either way. Um, I posted something online the other day and I said you could brainwash your brain for bad things. You can also brainwash it for good things mm-hmm. because that's what it does. Yeah. It's brainwashing. Yes. And when you're doing the mindset and reading your books and doing your meditation, that's exactly what you're doing, is you're putting in good things and programming your brain in the best possible way. Absolutely. Um, you said you have an 18 and a 14 years old.
2: 15, 15, yeah, she's 15 now, 15 and almost. Eight. She'll be 18 on Saturday.
0: So, guys, she looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like hot amazing. <laughs> and she has 18 and a 15-year-old. So, yeah, I could see where your daughter's would come from, you know, because I think, because you're this, this certain look, she probably want, she probably assumed that you want her to to look that way. And, you know, I think our kids tend to assume our expectation, even though we just love on them. And like you said, we just want them to be healthy. Right. Absolutely. So it's impacting them in the best way, but it's also sort of, making them assume that that's what you want them to do right
2: so yeah that's where that conversation is really important on working on that emotional health and reaffirming that and i'm constantly a a mom in progress right like always trying to figure it out like okay well maybe i am you know I, i need to make sure that i'm rewarding those other things you know um not just health and fitness but you know grades and just being a good person having a good heart like she has such a heart she's in a unified um, soccer team where they kind of is through the special olympics and she connects um, you know kids in school with kids with um, special needs together and like to see no I'm not gonna cry but to see that and to see her heart like it's unbelievable and to really like share like oh my gosh that's the most amazing gift you can give to other people and it makes me feel proud as a mom to be able to to experience seeing her heart
0: yeah you just want them to be good humans yeah because they are a reflection of
2: us absolutely
0: you know because they always say everything starts at home and i think we're so harsh on ourselves too as a parent because you know we we see our parent parent and we see the good the bad and the ugly yeah (laughs) And sometimes we try to overcompensate of what they didn't do right. We want to do everything right, but you can never do everything right. Never. You have to be okay with that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, oh, that's good. That's really good. Now, talking about nutrition, because I used to be so harsh on my kids. In fact, my little is the one compared to two of them, the oldest and the youngest, the youngest is, you know, drinking tea. He wants a tea party for his birthday, things of that nature. I'm like, okay, whatever. And it, it's because of what I've been doing. And mm-hmm. I haven't been always on this health and fitness journey that, you know, that I just want to maintain, you know, mm-hmm. just lifestyle. Since my oldest, because I gave birth to him, I'm like, I'm going to have another one. I'm letting it all go <laughs> until the next one yeah. and the last one. And so when I finally got the last one, I had um, changed, and I used to smoke too, mm-hmm. drink a lot, hard liquor, um, when, before becoming a mom. And then when I became mom the first time, I'm like, oh, I didn't smoke for nine months, so I'm not, I'm not going to go back yeah. and ruin that nine months. So that's when I quit. I, I just quit because I became a mom.
3: That's
0: great. And um, I still drank a lot. And I guess my youngest didn't really, or my oldest didn't see the good habits as he didn't grow up around that. My youngest grew up around, like I started drinking tea. I didn't even know there's all kinds of tea, you know, and started being very healthy. But with with that, they still like to eat their candy, Mm -hmm. right? And hearing your story about your mom, being a single mom, and just trying to do their, you know, her best to raise you and feed you boxed food and processed, super processed food. Do you, as a mom, I'm trying to give them the best quality food I can give them. But I finally said, okay, I'm okay with them wanting what they want and be a kid and, and doing the things that kids do and eat. Um. Because when they become adults, like you and me, we change our lifestyle and, you know, you consciously do that. Do you think it's okay to just allow them to be that way or guide them? Maybe.
2: I definitely think that there's some guidance that needs to happen. So, I mean, I've heard, and, and I used to have this mentality and sometimes I still do, to be honest, um, you know, if, Oh, just let them be kids. it's like, Well, I I do. I let them run and stuff like that. But to say, okay, we'll just have your diet consist of cookies, candy, and ice cream. It's kind of doing them a disservice because, like you know, uh, obesity in our children is so massive. And so I try to find that balance of okay, I want to teach you the tools, and I'm going to hopefully you know give you healthy meals and I do notice that they're more aware like when we go shopping they'll notice what's in other people's carts. They'll kind of cart check people. I've been cart check. <laughs> cart when I see people and they're like, hey what you got in your very you know, they're more aware they're like, Mom, there's not a vegetable in there. You know, or Things like that. So I know that something's hitting home. So I think that it's balance, right? Because especially with my kids being teenagers, I can't monitor what they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. when they're on lunch or if they're out with their friends and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they're going to make those, those choices. I try not to bring unhealthy food into the house. If we're going to go have a treat, we try to go to it because I'm a binge eater. And if it is in my house i will consume it all i can't just have oh i'm just gonna have a nibble i don't know how people can do that because it's crazy so we go to the treat we don't bring the treat in the house to us or if it is it's like a single serving um but i think like when people say oh just let them be kids and eat whatever they want it's kind of like it, and this is an extreme like well would you give your kids cigarettes and say "Oh, there's, you know what i mean i mean it's yes. not this on the same scope but it kind of is because I really look at food as um, medicine, right? Um, it's, it's nature's medicine. And so if you're going to fill it with, I mean, there's so many things that we still don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think finding that balance, but really trying to instill as much as you can um, of, of health, um, but not having that mentality of, oh, they're just being kids, you know, because that- I don't have a perfect studio.
0: I am sitting on a stool right now on a coffee yeah. table. Facing the yeah. window while my husband was making faces across the other side, you know. So it's um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you just do it. And what are your advice to women or moms that really want to do what you and I are doing, but yeah. it's that mental thing that's stopping them and holding them back?
1: Yeah. What advice? I do you give women want to have the. Yeah, I think that we want to have the confidence before doing anything. And it's like, when I'm confident, then I'll do that. When I lose the weight, then I'll do that. When I have the money, when I have the microphone, then I'll, it's like that be, do, have thing, you know, it's an old coaching term. And it's like, you know, when I, you know, if I was like, they'll say, if I had Beyonce's body, then of course I would do what Beyonce did. And I'd be Beyonce. It's like, no, honey, what does Beyonce do? She fucking works out. She works hard as fuck. She eats amazing. So she's got the body. So like, whatever it is you want, you need to be that now. Like you need to be, put yourself out there now. And I, and I say like confidence, the the definition, it's on my business card, confidence, the ability to take action while you're shitting yourself. That's what confidence <laughs> is. It, feels like shit. It's not like, I'm so confident. Look at me. You can remember the first time you got up. I still get up on a stage and I'm like, Oh, there's the butterflies. What if I fuck this up? Oh, well, let's go. You know, like it's willing, it's willing to uh, looking forward to you being scared. You're going to be scared. You're going to have fear. You're going to have excitement. You're going to be all those things. And it's like, Just know that's going to come, you know? But you got to take that first small step. I have this thing that I'd love to give the listeners and the viewers. Um, It's called uh, The Practice of Confidence. And it's like five things. It's no fucking revolutionary shit. I just put it together the way I did because I think. Not because, you know, people will be like, it's my process, my IP. No, it's not. It's just shit you learned and you put it together. So I learned this and I, for me, put it together this way for my clients. And I, I believe confidence is like a practice, like meditation, like anything. I don't think anyone's confident. I don't think I'm confident and you're confident or Kim Kardashian's confident or Oprah's confident. I think that people that look confident are merely in a practice and they've done it so much that they've got that shit down pat and they're in any one of the five steps. So what I would say is I'm going to give you the confidence practice. And then what I would love is for you at home or wherever you're listening to this is to think about where are you in that practice? What step from one to five are you at? Because that's going to make a difference. So step one is it's choice. Make a decision. So what is the thing that you want to do? So let's talk, let's say your example, right? And talk to the mothers that I want to start a business. I'm scared. What's the business? What's the decision you want to make? I want to start a business. I want to start a podcast. Let's pretend it's that. Okay, cool. The decision is I want to start a podcast. Write the shit down. Number two, right? Being courageous. Like confidence takes courage. You're going to be scared. Just know that you're supposed to be shitting yourself. Yes, skid marks. <laughs> totally. You're on the right track. That's the right track sister. If you're not scared or you're not like, Oh my God, Oh my God, then it's not it, you know? And then number three, right. Is action. You can't do anything without taking action. And people get it twisted in this. They're like, Oh my God, I got to do this big thing. And they take, they go future. And I have this thing where I tell my clients, don't go future. If you're having an anxious moment or you're Don't go future, just stay here. Like, what do you got to do right now? So number three is about action, small. What's the little thing? I need to open an account with Anchor. Okay, that's an easy way to do a podcast if you don't have the other ways. I need to think of a name. Great, that's a small action. Because if you take that little mini action, instead of the big thing you think you need to do, that little action is gonna open up the fog and you'll see more Mm -hmm. steps. And you'll be like, ah, I did this and it gave me four more things to do. Great, now I'll do this. You, notice, you know what it is. And then you open the path. And then all of a sudden, you can see, you are like, ah, okay, I can go that way or that way. Cool. Instead of making this whole fucking story in your head about, I got to do all these things. It's like, girl, you haven't even done one fucking thing. <laughs> do the one thing. That's it. Right. <laughs> and then number four is evaluate. So once you do the thing, people say fail. I don't believe. I honestly don't believe that people fail. I don't believe it. I think that every failure or mistake is a lesson, which I'm sure you believe the same thing. So after you took the action, now evaluate. How was it? Was it shit? Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, Was it amazing? If it was crappy and you failed, basically you learned that that was crappy. And next time don't do that, right? You just learn. So evaluate the lesson. What what do you need to learn and adjust? And then number five is repeat. Fucking circle, circle, dot, dot. Keep doing the whole thing again. (laughs) Choice, you know, Action, and it's and it's that. So think wherever you are out there. Whoever, if you're thinking about, I don't know what to do. What's the one thing? Just a workshop, and one of the ladies said, I need to put myself out there on social media. She just did it. I'm so happy. Wow. She just said to me, I just did a social media video on Instagram. Uh, a, what is it called? A story. And yeah. I'm like, great. So she just went, Hi, I'm me. Nice to meet you. Uh, and then that's it. At least that's the beginning. You know, yeah. just yeah. do one, the one small thing
0: that's beautiful I love those five steps and I love how you said it's not revolutionary it's just it's basic right the most basic information is often overlooked by people because we want the Mm -hmm. we think that the the information that works so good are 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 sophisticated and complicated you know (laughs) and I love how you said that just take micro actions and little actions, and you talk about Beyonce. Like, if you want to be Beyonce, he/she looks like that because she does this. So behind the scenes, a lot of a lot of women, a and lot, of, lot general, of women and people in general, we just see the the
1: glory. We and just forget the glory,
0: yeah. We forget the work that
1: you get. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for everyone. Everybody feels. Yeah, everybody gets, you know, it's not easy for anybody. There's no overnight success about any of it. And literally, I think I've got a lot of clients that are like, hold on, I want to figure it out. You know, one of my clients wants to figure out the whole business. Like, honey, just do one thing. You'll get more information. You'll get feedback. If you try to figure it out in your head, Mm -hmm. we live, 70% of us are living in stress most of the time. So in your head, you have edited past, you're conditioned. You're going to make up all the bad things that are going to go wrong you're not going to go like, just do one thing, get the feedback and then adjust it. I've changed my business. I was a stylist. I used to do workshops. Now I do confidence coaching. It'll change again. Now I'm speaking like, dude, you don't, I would have never seen where I'm at now at the path. Cause I had to walk it and then it changes. So you don't get to know at the end, you got to do the fucking work and it's work. Yep. And it ain't true. easy, but you can do it.
0: It's true. And I like, like myself, you know, it's in the beginning, the podcast was just something that I would like to, to give value out to the world. And then Mm -hmm. I go to a conference and something just clicked, you know, I took an action and I went and then I'm like, okay, I know where I want to go now, you know, and it's, it's not going to be guaranteed. That's it. Because what I find is when I think that I, I have this download and I'm clear about something, something will show up down the road that will, you know it's like the setting of the sail you set your sail and then when when you're setting your sail it takes you somewhere but then you realize there's a storm there and you you reset it again you know it's just wow. it's flexible but by taking action you un- unravel the information that you needed to take the further yeah. action
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it's 100%. Because if not, it's just stories in your head about how it may not work. And the worst, we go to the worst case scenario, we go to the worst case, like, Oh, my God, what if I do that? And then what if the podcast fails, and no one listens? And then, and it's like, girl, none of that's happened. You're living in some crazy future that's highly stressful. And you stopping you from doing that little thing, like do that thing, and then come back. And you'll see that it'll work. Like, it'll be amazing. I know, I know I
0: get asked a lot too. And I'm sure you do. Like, how do you do all the things that you do? Like you're parenting, you're taking your kids to school, you're doing this podcast, you're this and doing that. And I feel like, um, you know, what I'm doing is glorified. But at the same time, I feel it's so simple if they just stop and go, okay, number one, I need to do this. Number two, I need to do this. Because, and sometimes we just say, well, you just do it. But I think if we give a little bit of one, two, three, four, five, like you just did, yeah. it would give them a little more pathway to, okay, the secret to what you're doing now is just doing something a little bit at a time, not thinking of future. Don't go into the future. <laughs>
1: I love that. Stay here. I'm like, where are you going? And because I, like, I have people that have anxiety and postnatal depression and all that. And let me tell you, I know this is off topic, but it's so passionate rant that I have inside me that I'm not going to do right now, but I'm going to do, <laughs> and I've done but it's like, when you feel like you're, Having a moment, we have postnatal moments, we have anxiety moments, we have depression moments. You don't have this fucking disease label across your face that you are now postnatal disorder woman. That's not who the fuck we are. Everybody's got moments. Welcome to motherhood. It sucks ass most right? of the time. It's hard as fuck. You want to, I want to kill my kids, right? I'm not gonna, but I want to throw them shits right it's hard work it's supposed to be there's nothing wrong with you it's not perfect and beautiful like the instagram people tell you stop posting those fucking perfect photos of nurseries bitches it ain't like that okay <laughs> it's a hot mess everywhere so it's like i think we just we get stuck into this shit and then we label it as it's this and it's like it's a moment in the moment you feel this stay here what do you need to do now breathe drink water okay my list like you said do a list and i think one of the biggest problems that we have as a society right now is that we're in the era of information Mm. like you can google any you can find out anything there is no reason why you need to be living in ignorance no reason unless you want to Mm -hmm. so but here's the problem right it's 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 not about the information it's the lack of application so you have all this information all these do all these podcasts blogs and things But you ain't doing shit. So it's like, stop listening, stop doing, stop. Just do one small thing, see how it goes. More stuff hooked up. Oh, cool. And then when you start doing, then you start researching what you're doing. But people want to research everything, do nothing, and then complain about how they have no results. And it's like, there's information overloads. Just apply one thing. Yeah. It's funny
0: because I get asked a lot, a lot of things that people can just Google. And it yeah. annoys the shit out of me. And I'm not saying that I don't yeah. want people, but it, yeah. I mean, like you said, information is at the, at the tip of your fingertips. All you got to do is Google and yeah. spend time to read things. But I feel yeah. like, and not only that too, I think the comparison issue is that, oh, yeah. I want to be like her. So I'm just going to go ask her so I can take a shortcut, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And she can just give me all the information, but it's it's like, hey, this is where I learn. I learned by Googling and watching YouTube. I learned, I, mean, I just built like a sound box so that I can block all the background noise. And I just Googled it and it's so
1: simple yeah. to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because you want to as well. You know, like sometimes I think we, it's the wanting of actually taking it and doing it. And I've given, I, I say, I call them the winning lottery numbers. I've given people like, here's your million dollar ticket. If you play this, you're going to win a fucking million dollars. All you got to do is play the number. You got to walk there and play it and you're going to win. And people will have 50 tickets and not fucking play them. So it doesn't matter. Like you could have all the information and do fucking nothing with it. And you're in the same place. So it's like you don't need all that. I think people think they need all the answers and it's like, you just need to be able to and I think what we give time to, because people say we don't have time. Like I don't have a team, probably neither do you. One woman band, I'm, I'm editing, I'm posting I'm, and I don't have a social media app that I use. I probably should, oh well, too hard right now. I will, you know, I, I edit, record, do all that shit, breastfeed, yep. you know, we do all the things we do. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have support from our partners. If we're in a relationship, you must have that discussion yep. and you, you need to have the discussion with yourself. What am I willing, we don't go out. We don't have dinners. We don't spend money. We don't have vacations. We, right now we are in fucking full throttle hustle mode. And I don't, I don't do my nails, not because I don't have the money. Now it's the fucking time. I record my podcast when I'm driving, instead of listening to music or calling my mom, which would be fun to call my mom, wouldn't it? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like you you go, Oh, I don't have time, but I'm watching the bachelor. Oh, I don't have time, but You know, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't go out with my friends. My friends miss me. I love them. If you're watching, I love you. But you know, I'm hustle mode and my why. So you got to be willing to not sacrifice, but, you know, time manage and know what's important for you and the say no when you need to say no. And I don't think we do enough.
0: Well, I I was being real yesterday because I get a lot of like, how do you manage your time? Like, you are so good at it. And I think they just, I I want them to see that I'm not, I don't have all my shit together. So Mm -hmm. I went to CrossFit in the morning and I didn't shower until the end of the, like until everybody went to bed pretty much. (laughs) And so I said, you know, showering was, cause I had to wash my hair, blow dry my hair. Like it takes forever for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I had more priorities. I had priorities to finish. I had things to finish. And so I chose not to shower during the time that I couldn't. Well, I could, yeah. if I, but then I would have to sacrifice the thing that was more important than the shower. I wasn't going anywhere. My husband yeah. was complaining about me, you know, because I showered the day before and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, I think I said that I, this is how you made time for the priorities that you have. And I posted something yeah. about that yesterday. And you know a lot of I think a lot of us um micro influencers need to come back and come out of the woodwork and kind of erase all the fake stuff that's coming around out yeah. there that's creating this illusion that you can be this super duper mom when you know we're just trying our best just like anybody else
1: yeah, yeah hundred percent. And I think it's good. You're right. Like post your breakdowns, post your hard times and moments. And you know, we're normal. It's human shit. It's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. Like it looks, it's, but you're supposed to have depression and anxiety moments you're supposed to like, it's normal. You're sleep deprived. You're exhausted. You are the mother energy of the whole house. And when you're not okay, no one's okay. So it's normal. I think that we need to normalize that more and make it less about, you know, um, I don't know, we pressure ourselves a lot, yeah. so it's it's yeah. what you share, and thank you for sharing that because we need more of that, so if you're out there, make sure you share your shit, all the bad yeah. stuff, all the good yeah. Stuff, you know? yeah
0: yeah, absolutely. so what do you love about being a mom?
1: Oh, fuck my, I feel like I'm a very sensitive emotional person, but I feel like my heart expanded more than I thought it ever could, mm-hmm. so I think that the biggest is like. I can get oxytocin and dopamine hits like (laughs) drugs whenever I want to with my kids, you know, or thinking of my kids. So I think that it's a, it's a deep love. And for me and my husband, my husband is first and then my kids, that's Uh how we roll. My kids yep. are going to leave. And if you put your kids first, <laughs> good luck, girl. Um, They're going to go marry people and be on their own and you're not going to be important. So yep. um, for me, and my husband, I think like it's that it's that love that we got to we got to extend our love for our kids and just the the gratitude that that has of being a mother and, you know, being able to, I don't know, like to hold space for a child to be who they want to be. Um, I'm a big fan of the conscious parent and Dr. Shafeli's work. I think she's oh, fucking revolutionary. That. He smacks me across the face all the time and teaches me a lot of shit about that's the area where I don't have it sorted motherhood and parenting at all. Like I'm all fucked up confidence. I got you girl, but that's I'm like, Oh my God. So, um, yeah, the biggest teachers, you know, as you know, but beautiful, just the heart expansion and you really feel, I think when you become a mother, you feel for murderers, you feel for dogs, you feel for birds, you feel for fucking trees, (laughs) You you feel it all, you know? Um, Compassion, like no other, I think, is my favorite part about motherhood. That's awesome. How do you use some of your motherhood skill set into
0: your business?
1: Uh, I feel like I've been able to use my business skill sets in motherhood, to be honest, um, because it teaches me that everything's a lesson. So instead of me, you know, I'm really conscious that I don't fuck my kids up like I got fucked up, and we do. It still happens, mm-hmm. um, but I think for me, I try to see the lesson in what's happening and always force it back onto me. So not my toddlers being whatever, or he's making me angry. I'm like, what is it in me that he's trying to, that, that's, that needs attention. What is it in me that, okay, I'm, I'm the one having the problem here. He's being a kid. So I use my work with my kid more, you know, instead of my kids, instead of being my mothering into my work, because I've always had a soft, compassionate heart, but I think I, I, I work with a lot of moms, like my main client, our mothers. And mm-hmm. so we really, I'm a very relaxed kind of coach in the sense of if they got kids in the background or if they got to cancel because they have to have a sick child or whatever. So I think that helps me because I have that compassion for the woman, mother or not. But um, I think I use my coaching for my kids more than vice versa to be honest
0: <laughs> what a great answer i love that um because i use a lot of my business to my relationship as well i've yeah. always i've always you know a lot of people look up to us because we're so busy people but we never lose sight with with our relationship as husband and wife and yeah, awesome um there is the thing that i i tell them you got to run your marriage like you run your business you know a lot of corporations have mission and vision you got to create a mission and vision for your marriage between your husband like what is it that you are working every day for working hard for you know because when times gets tough frankly you when you run a corporation when times gets tough you go back to your mission okay why are we doing what we're doing and what is it that we're looking forward to happening if we keep doing what we're doing the vision that we are creating for ourselves and that's what we do like we've had hard times back in the days a lot of hard times and we always go back to we hold on to our mission and vision a lot Mm. when times are tough and and I, I really love your answer because I do that for my marriage. And I, cool. I think I don't do as much of it for my kids because I tend to raise my kids in the personal development worlds because I have changed my life because of personal development and plugging into those, reading a ton of books, consuming a ton of information. So
3: yeah.
0: what is your message to your kids? if they were
1: listening because my kids google me all the time (laughs) um my message to my kids I originally said I want them to the the number one thing that if I can teach them is that you're not here for yourself you're here to help others like Mm -hmm. that was what I wanted to teach them but I've changed that since Dr. Shafeli because I what I would love for them is just to be who the fuck they are in the moment Mm. not be yourself because I think that's horrible advice because who is the self the self Mm. I was five days ago is not this self right and the pre-baby self is not myself so I think be who you are be who you want to be go for what you want like be who you are and let the world see that and and whatever that is if they want to be catholic priest makes me want to cringe but do that transvestite do that if you want to be gay do that if you want to be fucking whatever you want like whatever you want to be i love you go do it like i genuinely want them to be who they are and as long as they're cool not as long as they're safe not as long as they're rich not as long as they're you know whatever even if they're not safe i mean if that's what they're called to be i feel like children come down through us but they don't belong to us for Mm. me that's my belief my kids don't belong to me they are of the world they are They are here to discover who they are and their souls that came through me, but they're not mine. That's ego shit. That's not my kid. He's not an expression of me, not a definition of me. My son is, he acts like me because he models my behavior, but he's not me. He's not a mini me. So I think I just want them to be who they are, you know, and whatever that is for them. And they're going to fuck shit up like I did. And if they do anything close to what I did, I'm going to be cringing. So I'm not just, (laughs) Pay attention. i let them do what they got to do. Um, but yeah, we're here to love them. But I think they just got to really figure out what they want. And too much, we give them a prescription of who we think they need to be. And that's crazy. We need to stop doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I talk a lot about, you know, if they do the shit we used to do as teenagers. Oh, my gosh. I would be, like, so worried.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, karma. Karma's on bed. I'm going to be like, hey. I'm okay with that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're I all a lot. I know. Yeah, we yeah. Guide
0: <laughs> we guide them. I think we are given the yeah. job to guide them. Totally. But they are not ours. They are, hopefully, we shape them. Um, you know, I don't allow the society society's influence a lot. I control what I shape them with. But then they shape their own personalities yeah. outside of that. Because I can't I, totally. I We have no control over who they're going to become. They just have to be, I think for me, I just want them to be a good human and a kind person. Yeah. So um, what's your message to your husband? And what's your husband's name? Hamish. Hamish?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, he's like, we are on some shit. Like we're on some twin flame stuff. Similar. It sounds like your (laughs) husband and you. Um, and I think we just have the same mission and we're very lucky because I know not a lot of couples have that. We are equally, he's so yin and I'm so yang, but we are equally ambitious and equal mission.
3: Mm. So I
1: think, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to allow him to be who he is. And that's really hard because we, you know, unconditionally, loving people as a as a consciousness as a world we haven't reached that yet even though we think we have we still love with conditions you know I still love myself with conditions and my husband loves me with conditions and kids you know so I think my ultimate goal is that we can as much as we can love each other and allow each other to be who we want to be out in the world and kind of hold space for each other and it's great doing this work as a couple because man everything I read he reads same same thing so we really it's like we're being like he's like the other half but not that I'm half and he's half but it's like he's another me but a greater version and similar you know so it's it's great to do the walk with him you know to do this and I think we've danced before you know I don't think this is our first rendezvous on on in the universe Mm. I definitely have past life stuff so it's it's exciting you know to to do this now we're both in big moments of urgency to do the work of raising consciousness now, like in this lifetime. Wow. So, we're very, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Equal energy, yeah, equal energy. Ex- yeah, equal energy, but then the external, like I'm like, ah, and he's like, hi, hi. Yeah,
0: what is your message to women
1: in the world? I think the biggest thing is I I want every woman that I can touch and experience to know that it's not about what happened to you, about what you make it mean and what you do next with your life. And that no matter what's happened to you, no matter who you think you are, no matter what you've been through, I think that you can do, be, have whatever the hell you want. You can create whatever you want. It's just your meaning of it, you know, and you can have everything. That you want to have and i think that that's the biggest thing because so many have lives that we don't want to live for people that we don't want to live them for in relationships we don't want so i would just say that i would hope that you would go for what you want to go for and that you would just be fully fully self-expressed and that you Mm -hmm. could experience that in this lifetime while you have while you have a breath like two million people a day die and if we if we're alive right now Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you waiting for you know
0: wow that's awesome awesome message one last question before i let you go but before i go to the question i just really love how you show up in this world and want to give you some compliment and and commend you for how you show up in this world i know you show up for a lot of people and i love your authenticity so thank you for that and i think we need a lot more of you to multiply in this world you're doing oh thank you,
1: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I acknowledge you as well sister for doing this and look at us across worlds this is you know awesome.
3: yeah you're so in thank the, you
0: as well. you're you're in my future because you're the next I'm in
3: the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A sunny day tomorrow wow. <laughs> look out, <thank> <laughs> this is awesome so yes. before I ask you the last question what or where can uh we find you
1: so at the Queen of Confidence, make sure you put the, because I don't know what you'll find if you just go Queen of Confidence. Um, and can I just say with that name, it's not like I am the queen, the, the purpose of it was, she's my alter ego, And I think we're all queens and we're all royal. And I don't mean like in a tiara. I mean, like, royalty, like you were amazing. You were the top of the top highness, you know, and I hope to aspire to be the queen of confidence as many times a day as I can, you know, so um, you can go to the queen of confidence on Instagram, the queen of confidence on Facebook and then the confidence chronicles on YouTube and the confident mama on YouTube. Cause that's like my behind the scenes of crazy as motherhood when I have my breakdowns. Um, and then there's a podcast, the confidence chronicles podcast, which is on the queen of com. That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so <laughs> much. Last question. What is yes. your definition of a mother hustler?
1: And when you heard that word, what came to your mind? Oh, man. So I thought I loved it because I thought I do see business in that sense of mother hustler. But if you don't have a business for me, because I am a business mother, and I think, I think mother hustler is a woman who is out there, a mother who's out there doing the best that she can mm. and knowing that there's many moving parts and that, excuse me, she's committed to the process of the many moving parts, you know, and that you don't need to get it right. That you're you, hustling to me is like, you take a punch. Oh shit. That hurt. Okay. Let's get back up. Ooh, okay. You want to breastfeed? Okay. You need food? Okay. Drop offs. Okay. Shit. You know, like a mother hustler to me, you know, is, is mothering and, and also willing to let life take all the hits of life, get up, take them again, mm-hmm. readjust, move around and take them again, you know, like boxing, you know, I, I really, I love the name. And I think it's, you got to meet another lady here in Australia who you'll love. So I'm going to send you her details later. That's um, awesome. yeah, I, I really feel like it's community. It's community of it's yes. all hard at any, but we're committed to the work. Yes. Yes.
0: Thank you so much. Thank so you. appreciate
1: you. And remember to just do you, ladies. Big love. Big love. Love it. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. Amazing. Come to Australia. I will. I will. Bye.
0: All right, sisters. Thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review because i'm telling you this is not about me this is not about you it's about all of us in the community inspiring each other learning from each other and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons. So I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live and love. Have a Mother Hassan Day. Later. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast. Every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlets. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core. Makes me cry for great reasons so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live and love. Have a mother has day.
3: Spending time with each other and as a family and never letting life get so busy that you don't spend time with the ones that you love. Um, I think life is getting busier and busier. Our generation is way busier than our parents' generation was, Mm -hmm. especially as moms. Um, I have one daughter, three boys. Women now have to be moms and they have to be, you know, they don't have to be, but they want to be business owners. And they want to do so many different things in their life. uh, And that, that's okay, but you're, it's an It's, again, it's okay to, to mess up, but stay connected with your family. Family is always number one. one hundred percent. All of this could go away and I could be bagging groceries at Safeway. And yeah. as long as I had my family, I 100% would be happy.
0: Well, you said something about um, About when the time that income was very limited for you and your family, you actually spent a lot of time together because you had to figure out a way to spend time that doesn't cost anything. Yeah. And my friend, Jennifer, who's, um, who I interviewed on one of the episode said that one of her daughters who just turned 18 came to her and said, um, you know, when you and dad made a ton of money, we never spend that now that, you know, because they just became business owners six years ago. But during that time, her daughter said, when you started your business, you actually spend more time together. Like kids don't even pay much attention to the money part. No. They know yeah. it's, they know you make money, but what really touches them is the time that you spend with them, not the things that you buy
3: them. But oh, it, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah, absolutely. And you know it now, now that we have more money. It, it, you know, the stuff that they want to do is still playing a game of Yahtzee. Yeah. Go for a walk. Like that's where before it was like, you know, let's go to the nickel arcade or let's go play laser tag or let's go to sky high. And yeah. And they still want to do those things, but on a daily basis, it's like, Hey, what can we do right now to be, t- to be together? And
0: Yeah. We cook like our family cooks together and do a lot of, um, and it's truly really not only teaches you the value of money; it teaches you the value of time, with with each other. Yeah. You know. So, last question: What is your definition of a mother hustler? Ooh,
3: I think it's it's a a mom who is going after what she wants, what her gut tells her is right, regardless of how crazy it sounds, mm-hmm. and regardless of how the external world views her and she's doing it no matter what it's so, awesome i love it i love that name by the way thank it's you genius. Well, thank
0: you so much for gracing us with your time today appreciate you a lot no it took a lot of for us because we're both busy people to try and make it happen but i said let's make it uh, i think and this and, is like our 10th time
3: trying to schedule this i'm so glad it worked i'm so glad to be here so thank you so much thank you thank you for doing this for women so.
0: All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlets. And for some of you that's left us a five star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons. So I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother has day.